Yeah, 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 yeah. What's good? This be the G Shaw Cypher. You officially tune in to On The Grind Live, where we support anybody that's grinded in any type of craft, any genre, any any business, whatever it may be, whatever you doing to put yourself to the next level, whether, you know what I mean, entrepreneur, you work at a nine to five, whatever it is you doing, uh, positive, that's taking things to another level, uh, we want to talk about it because it's a grind. You know what I'm saying? And the only way to get to that positive level is the grind. And this is why it's on the grind live. But listen, I got somebody with me right now um, that's going to be doing, that's been doing some big things for a long time. You know what I'm saying? And I want to make sure we we highlight that. You know, usually you hear artists with me, but now you're going to hear uh, a DJ. You know what I'm saying? So I'm going to bring up the homie DJ Herbert. Holla. You know what I'm saying? On here with us. You know what I mean? New York City. What's good? Listen, introduce yourself the right way because I don't know if I got it right. Let us know, okay. you know what I mean, where you from. Like, let's just start there. And then I, you know, I got my questions. I want to get, I want to take it back and then bring us up to where we are now. Thank you. Thank you, Shah. It's a, it's a pleasure and a privilege to be here. My name is Herbert Holler. Uh, I've been uh, working as a DJ and producer in nightlife and live music entertainment for the better part of, man, 30 years now. Yeah. Um, yeah, I'm originally from Atlantic City, New Jersey. Right. Um, and now I live in the Bronx. That is not my apartment behind me. <laughs> it's all good you know what i mean but, it's uh, all good. but uh you know i you know i didn't make my bed so i'm not having that in the background um oh, yeah. um uh i um i've been djing since 2003 full-time been on the scene since 94 um in 2003 i also started the what is now the longest running hip-hop party in history the longest running old school dance party in history it's called uh herbert holler's freedom party Right. Um, 20 plus years and 1000 plus parties um, other than this event, which I do every single month, the first Friday of the month on Bleecker Street at LPR yeah. uh, in New York. I do it monthly in Philly. Tonight we got one in Philly and uh, I used to do it monthly for seven years in Chicago. Um, rest in peace, DJ question out of Chicago. Big up to the Chi-Town folks too. All right, uh, And then in addition to that, I do a lot of, I'm mostly for hire DJs, all the private events, the yeah. quiet joints, the exclusive joints where, you know, I don't even bother promoting because it's. Yeah. Yeah. You know, yeah. It's it's private. Right. Right. Yeah. Listen, I'm going to take it back though. I'm on, I was on your website, you know what I mean? For the last couple of days, I like to prepare. You get what I'm saying? And I read uh -huh. something about you when you were young and it has to do with, with with your parents and and trying yeah. to induce sleep you know what i'm saying yeah. in the beginning so when you were a child before your father's dancing routine and we'll talk about that we <laughs> discovered um as a solution <laughs> like what was some of those um can you recall any specific measures that your parents took to help you get to sleep because this this, this kind of leads up to how you became a dj so let's let's talk about that you know i can't ever speak about my parents without you know, giving thanks and, and, you know, um, acknowledging my gratitude for them being there in my life, right. you know, both of them, like, that's just so lucky. And I, my heart sort of goes out to the, to the folks that, that are, that are, you know, couldn't have that to the kids and the children that don't have that. Right. Um, so, so I have to say thank you for that. But, um, yeah, I was a pain in the ass. Are we allowed to curse? Yeah, 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 yeah. Okay, I was a real pain in the ass when I was a kid. <laughs> I got like thrown out of different schools, fighting, whatever, whatever. Um, but 
one of the things that made me a pain in the ass was that it was hard for me to go to bed. I was always, you know, all over the place. So, um, right. you know, they weren't going to give me, you know, whiskey. <laughs> so, um, you know, they, they, they found out one night that I loved, I was soothed by music, right? you know? So one night my dad just put me on the shoulder and put on some like Fleetwood Mac or Queen or Meat. I don't know what it was. Some like seventies funky Doobie brothers, maybe something funky in seventies. Right. And then just, was just like doing a, you know, the old white dad two-step. You know? right, and right. then there, my mom must've came in and was like, look, he's, he's asleep. So that was it. That's so that became sort of a, but how lucky am I to be able to like have someone who would do that like semi regularly at least just to get me to sleep? Get you, you know? to sleep, right? Right. I have kids now, and it's like, it's not easy. So I no, appreciate no, that. Yeah. Definitely, definitely. Um, so, how did your your parents' music preferences influence your taste in music as you were growing up? Um, but. You know that that set me on my way and right 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 it was it was the music that they listened to that i sort of really took to um it wasn't even so much this the the it wasn't so much the fleetwood mac at, at the time it wasn't like the kansas or the it was a little it was definitely queen it was things that had a bigger mix of of influence it wasn't just rock that was just rock you right. know rock isn't you know, is made up of a lot of things. It was really the sounds that were full of different genres of music. So it was Queen for sure. And it was right. electric light orchestra, which is, which is times can be disco and times can be opera and right. classical. And um, it, it was definitely the songs that had more, more, di you know, uh, more dimension to them. Right. Um, those were my favorite tracks. And the ones that were fun and dancey too, right? So as as you start to as you start to develop uh, the the music that you like to listen to, and really all I, you know all the different genres, the orchestra, the hip hop, the rock, uh, the different things that you listen to, like how when did you decide like, hey, I know music is is the path that I'm going that is the path the direction I'm going, but how did you decide? Okay, I'm gonna be a DJ. You get what I'm saying? Because uh, for me, it was rap. You get what I'm saying? So right, like, all the right. people is like, I want to be, you know, just a, a producer or I want to I want to play an instrument. My, how how right. did the DJ portion come? Well, it wasn't. It, it, I'm going to be completely honest. It wasn't hip hop. Um, when I was growing up, it was, um, you know, I remember the first song I was singing was Rapper's Delight. I walk around the house with my brother trying to sing what they were saying, hip hop, hippity the hippie. And we didn't know what we were right. saying, but we just loved it. Right. And um it was more that we had a one of those streamlined upright pianos in the house so really i started on the piano that was what you know where my mother would force me to be because right. i didn't want to be practicing all the time but you know that's how my um connection with doing something with music really started um I didn't see myself as a DJ. I mean, I still don't even see myself as a DJ. <laughs> it's so weird. Like I still, I still fight that reality because I don't feel like, you know, the DJs that you that you follow or that you see out there. Like I don't, I don't feel. Uh, it's not that I don't feel kinship. I just don't feel a lot of similarities, like in the right. stuff that they like and I like. I just don't. I, um, so, I didn't think that. I was going to be 
a DJ as a profession, do DJing as a profession or as a professional until 2003. Wow. It, oh. it, you know, I was in me was this more conservative traditional narrative where like, okay if i dj i can do it as a hobby cool but i have to get a real job right. and and little did i know that this unreal job of djing would would make me more successful than i probably would have been if i had a real job right right so um you do a lot of fighting as a human being when you're on your path you're fighting the the things that are the prescriptions that are keeping you bound to earth right right this is right. what you're supposed to do at this age and do this and do that and and the journey of this first half of your life until about 40 45 is breaking free from all those one at a time and then convincing yourself and being at ease that it's okay to do that right it's not just being able to sever a tie to some old narrative but it's finding the confidence and comfort in doing that there's two entirely different things. So um, I wasn't until 2003 that I wanted to be a DJ. Man, yeah, I, I, I would I, I would expect I was expecting you to say, hey, you know, I was, yeah. you know, I yeah. decided to do the DJ thing earlier than that, which which mm -hmm. is cool with me because it, it it tells me that you that you went through a process and you had to go through that process to find a long process. Right, right, yeah. right. And and um, and and. Um, yeah, it wasn't the DJ that 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 brought me. I mean, I was influenced by some. I remember one of the first dances I ever went to in high school, uh, Atlantic City High School. There was, um, oh gosh, he's gonna kill me for forgetting his name. One of the teachers would DJ the proms, and I remember he he was going in between um, down with the king, back and forth, and I was like, oh, you know, I was like, wow, <laughs> that was dope. And then I would go to these um, Jewish youth dances because I'm Jewish, and I was in these youth organizations. It was called United Synagogue Youth. And there was another DJ, Pogo, um, and he would just play, you know, he would play lots of 90s R&B and hip hop, too, in his sets. And that was like I had on the skids. I had on this uh, Gap V-neck sweater, which I just wore on Friday night to my 90s party. Yeah. <laughs> Same sweater. And I was just doing the running, man. But I still wasn't hip. DJing wasn't. I mean, I was more like oh, I'll be a dancer more than that. But, you know, right. again, it didn't happen until 2003, really. You spent you spent some time and a lot of time nightclub environment. Right. So how do how do you feel? How do you think that the nightclub environment that you were in shaped your shape, you know, your DJ uh, experience or ways of being a DJ now? Did it really if did you had to be in the nightclubs and really experience that to, to say, OK, this is the way I'm going to DJ when I do this? Or, you know, was it was it kind of like a, you know, just chilling or was it a study mode? Like, well, how, how did right. you use a nightclub? Well, at first, when I got to the city and from, you know, the first place I went was was when I got to the city, I was pre-med. I wanted to be a psychiatrist. I wanted to be a doctor and do what Ma and Pa wanted me to do. And um, the, when I first got here, I went out. I went and the first place I walked into was a New York Poets Cafe right. uh, in the East Village. And it was a, a heckler's ball where people were doing spoken word. And then you were getting judged not on the actual poetry that you perform, but on the hecklers and how good their heckles were. <laughs> right. So I just, there's just, and, and that, and then, and then I don't know if it was the hecklers ball I walked in or was Rocky La Montagna's all that hip hop poetry and words. Mm. I think that was it. Yeah. And, and it was just 
hip hop and jazz and spoken word and poetry. And right then I knew that I wasn't, I, 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 I ended my, I wasn't pre-med anymore. I was like, okay, you know, this is the path that I need to be on and being in a library studying all the damn time is not going to cut it. Right. Right. So, right. so I started going out, um, and, and, you know, and a short aside, when I was young, my dad was a director at Resorts Casino Hotel in Atlantic City. And so that's where I was bit by this bug. That's where this seed was planted. This alien was planted in me was from that time. So when I got that's to New York, that just came out, out the stomach, like the alien movie. And right, 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 monster right. That, And so being in the clubs first was just excitement. Being around so many people. And feeling that energy and that community and that joy that everyone was sort of sharing with one another. It was like kind of like the, the 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 model of the way the COVID pandemic worked, how it right, jumps right. from person to person. That's what joy from music does too on right. a dance floor when people are not in their phones, but hearing the music and looking at each other. And so it just jumps from person to person. You have this 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 solid state of of molecules just buzzing and being a part of that was just better than any drug you could ever imagine so that's right. what it drove me for quite some time being right. at that the music hip-hop r&b reggae jungle music which later became drum and bass right. acid jazz trip-hop trance house techno it didn't matter rock ska indie rock like all of it i loved and just being on that dance floor and being a part of that energy is what pushed me forward eventually in the early 2000s when i started dabbling with dj then i started going out with a little more strategy of mine listening seeing how records come off seeing how djs play their audiences and not just feeling it as an audience member but removing myself from them and saying oh i see what just happened right so um evil d at opaline was an early person an early night that i heard i'm like wow he just really you know, um, DJ Evil D from 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 Black Moon, from Beat Miners. Um, DJ Goldfinger was another one. What I would listen to him and see how he tickles and torches and tortures and even torments people right, on the dance floor right. with the way that he played. Um, and and that's when I started to listen more carefully, you know, and see how these movements went from genres to genres. Yeah. You've been you've you've been in this business for a very long time. You mm-hmm. know what I'm saying? Thirty plus years. Mm-hmm. Um, can you describe some of your challenges and rewarding moments that you've experienced over time? I know it can change. The, you know, as, as you, tonight you might experience even something greater. You get what I'm saying? But is there right. anything, any challenge, or uh, or any rewarding things that you can think of off the top of your head? That, you know, there's so much reward even especially the times you don't think it's there times that you think you're suffering you're really being given a gift it's really a reward um, for your dedication to something when something challenging comes along or something that causes you to suffer someone it's really a reward for your um for your faith in what you're doing because that challenge and that suffering will get you to a large a next level Um, i would think the biggest challenge for me has always been confidence and believing in myself right and not listening to or necessarily needing someone else's affirmation now it's a tricky thing it's a double-edged well not double-edged sword but it's it's close it's 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 a it's it's a tricky thing because as a dj you must have affirmation and that's what you work for right when you play a song 
the affirmation is the crowd going crazy. Right, and right. You want that all the time. So how do you, in that regard, how do you train yourself and mold yourself to get the affirmation, but then simply turn off that switch when it's time not to get the affirmation? Right, right. So my, my, most of my challenge and suffering has, or whatever, has come from finding that confidence in yourself, in myself, and really, truly believing that I was meant to do this, even though I don't look like a DJ, even though I didn't follow the prescription for DJing, even though I don't put out mixtapes, right. even though I eschew principles that perhaps other DJs don't eschew, if you, if you know what I mean. Yeah, yeah. Um, you know, um, you know, you do you like that, you know, you, 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 your own brand, right? Like you, you, that, that, that's the thing about, I see a lot of DJs today that are a lot of, that are similar. And for me, that's a problem because I don't, I can't tell the difference between you and the other DJ and whether who I should pay attention to. But when I, when I see a different style or a different way of doing things and mixing, you know, someone that can touch different genres. That's kind of like when you listen to an artist and their music, do you sound like this person? You know, whether you grab. So that's how I look at it from a DJ perspective. Like, right. you know, I know a bunch of DJs um, that I can point to and say, yeah, this DJ is nothing like this DJ. When I want this, I'm going to go to this DJ. Right. When I want this, I'm going to go to right. this DJ. Then this DJ is all, no matter who I go to in this pool, I'm going to get the same thing. Right. So, um, you know, it, it happens, but I'm glad that you got your, you built your own path and you do it the way you do it. It works. People recognize right. it, respect it. And that's why you have clients and you, you know, you, you, uh, you, you have events that you do. You work with brands, speaking with brands, you've worked with Adidas, Apple, yeah. you're looking at it right now, city, capital one apps, you know, real fortune 500 brands. Oh, I, and I still do. And I still you know do. I mean? You still do like, you know, how you know what is that experience like like how do you how do you do you have to separate herbert holler the dj with the brand and then be able do you have to do certain you know do you have to react or do certain things with these brands that you wouldn't do with the artists that you work with because we want to talk about the artists as well um that's something i think about often is right. because the dj that i portray on instagram most of the time may not be the DJ that these fortune 500 companies want to hire. Right. For a lot of reasons. Right. Um, I don't know. There's a lot of honesty that we could have, but it's, um, there's a glossiness that a lot of them are, are a sexiness. Right. Um, that a lot of them understandably need to see to sort of, you know, be con be convinced that you're someone because it's a lot of branding and a lot of imagery involved in especially these these corporate companies right. um i think that some of the time i've gotten over that by some of the relationships that i have and those weren't things that were handed to me because my family aren't never in this industry they're not even in this city they don't have anything to do with music they don't have anything to do with marketing they have nothing to do right. they're doing things that I have no relation to so it's relationships that i build and i've been lucky that i think I got the opportunities that some glossier folks haven't got 
through those relationships that I've made by, like you said, being in the industry so long, right. working at the record labels, writing and editing for the magazines and doing all this stuff. And um, I got the opportunity, right? Mm -hmm. So once I was in there and they heard me and the way that I put together each song's story and the way that I mix these things together and the way I connect with the music and have other people connect with music, then they're like, then that sort of was, I think they were able to look beyond the fact that there's not this platinum veneer to to what I do, that I'm a little right. raw and more energetic of a, you know, a little rawer of a person, right. you know, that doesn't necessarily have that veneer. When I, when I, when I look at your, the, the, your resume, as far as artists that you would work with, I see, I see different genres. I see different, I see different, uh, uh decades of music right i see different um i see different personalities do you do you, for example chub rock which is something that i just saw recently um on your instagram you hear what i'm saying um and chub rock's one of them d nice uh dougie fresh but then now you got boys the man you got uh um alicia myers you got Miguel, special ass Stoop Dog. Do you choose the artists that you work with, or do you know? Do they just come to you and you're like, okay, let's do it? Like, do you have do you have to build a rapport with these artists? Because right. you have a plethora of different artists. You know, even DJ Funk Flex, fat, you know, and fabulous. You know, artists from the era that I grew up in, and then artists from the era that you know I, I learned where music came from. Like, you know, where where my my older brothers came up in, like. You know, um, right. and even some that, you know, after, after me, Marion, that's after me. You get what I'm saying? So, right. you know, how, how do you choose the artists that you work with? Well, half the time they choose me and the other half the time I'm like, I want to work with them. So I make the, as many phone calls as I can. Like you right, can't, right. you can't ever be too proud to not reach out and try to grab what you want. Right. right. Unless you're at the point where you don't got to do that. I mean, there are, I'm sure there are some DJ. Well, I don't even think there are. I can't even imagine like, you know, in the open format game, the game, the lane that I'm in, I can't imagine no matter what height you reach as a DJ, you're still not having your people reach out to somebody's people. So right, um, right. it's half and half. Sometimes they contact me and a lot of the time, maybe even somewhat most of the time I contact them. I'm like, I want to open up for this. I want to DJ this. Here's what I do. And they're like, oh, yeah, sure. Tonight. Or they're like, know. no, get out of here. <laughs> <laughs> I hear you on that. Tonight, you got one of the things you was talking about earlier, the, Hub the, the Herbert Hollers Freedom Party. Let's dive into that a little bit more because this is not something that you just started, right? Mm -mm. Um, you're doing it in Philly. But talk about, like, when, when did you decide to do this party and then how often are you doing it? And then... Um, you know what what what's involved in putting that together um so it started in i think it was about 2002 i started shopping around the idea to different people i'd already been working with um just just you know i was in the industry a lot of people i sat down with a number of people like i really want to go whole hog into this right classic dance party where we're playing classics and old school and we're you know free of the nightlife you know restraints that at the time started really coming out of force the 
velvet ropes, the bottles, the this, the that. I'm just, I just like what happened to like when we were going out in the '90s. What happened to that? Why is that gone? And and that can't we can't let that happen. So chopped it around a number of folks, found a couple folks that were more into it, you know, and and then you know put that underway. It was um, it worked out and things were going, you know, and I was just working hard at it and it was a full-time job and people only know a party by the place they show up to and the right, four to right. six hours that they go see but that's the tip of the iceberg uh, most of the work happens before and after and all of the marketing and promotion and messaging and emails and crossing the t's and dotting the i's it can amount to a 40-hour a week job and that's before right. the party even starts right um, so I just treat, treated it like a, a full-time job. And it was tough because not only the people that I worked with, different rotating people, they didn't really treat it like a full-time job, but not a lot of people do. You know, a lot of the promoters and people that I came across along the way were just like, it was just a side job. They had a full-time job. So one of the things I did eventually was say, I'm never working with someone who doesn't do this for a living um, or has can prove that they have done it as a side job and have been successful. Um, um, and I just kept at it and kept at it and kept at it. And there were definitely times that I wanted to stop, yeah. but I kept going. And there are definitely times that, you know, <laughs> I could have, it would have been really easy just to say, you know what, forget it. It's not yeah. worth all this, Right. It's not right. worth all this, but some of those times also give you fuel to keep going. Sometimes you don't know it, but the, the painful moments push you harder, you know? Um, would you say that's the, would you say is that one of the biggest things you've learned is that the painful, you know, the painful moments is, is this, you know, the, the path that, that gets you to where you want to be or, or like, what, what would you say was the biggest lesson you've, you've learned so far? through today. this party right right well that's a tough one because it's been 20 years um it's really hard i would say that there's been so many lessons you know um I, which one do i think is the the biggest one i think that you 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 can't let your need for affirmation we're going back to this affirmation thing right, this lack right. of confidence and this insecurity you cannot let that manipulate what your truths are what your values are who your god is you can't let it get that bad where you're just questioning your own exist not your own existence but questioning that sounds very dark right right questioning if what you believe in to be true is really true at all right it's okay to question that but not to the point where you're doubting it you know you, right right and, i mean and, especially when it comes to your talent right like right. you know if you if if you if you want to achieve something or if you if you really want to go for something you know don't get in your own head right or get in your own way people are going to talk let them talk as long right. as you are you know, finding a way to go forward, no matter right. how small or big the move is to get there. Point is, is you going forward. So I definitely understand that. And, and you have to also remind yourself that 
these struggles with who you are and these 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 battles with truth they're all leading up to that moment where you will be confident and you will be secure right you can't be that way without those you you can't you can't avoid struggle or strife for so right. many reasons right. but that right. will if you're struggling with figuring out who you are just remind yourself and 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 um be uh be at ease knowing that it's a part of the process right and at right. least this struggle will get me to a place where i'm doesn't feel like i'm struggling as much right because the honest to be honest you know opposition is never going to end ever but at certain right. point when you're such a beast with it it's like all right whatever yeah right <laughs> right you've been doing it for so long you know right right and that's the yeah. that's the truth with everything even with like right. when you're raising kids or if you have anxiety or if you have you know baggage or something event the anxiety is never going to go away but eventually right. you're just going to be like all right so you it's going to feel like anything. it's going to feel like it ain't much and it's not really there right. it's always going to be there but you have to harden yourself and once you harden yourself there comes this moment that I feel like I'm on the, the cusp of as a 47 year old in this business for 30 years. I feel like I'm almost there. I'm right, just like, right, right. like ah, I don't have to wonder anymore. Now I can just right. full steam ahead. And that's why you hear about so many people who in their late forties or fifties or even sixties that are doing the most and right. doing more and doing even better when they're in that time. Cause now there's absolutely nothing keeping them back, but gravity. Right. Right. You know? Right. I'm doing it 47. I'm doing better than I've done in my entire career. That's, so thank that's God. You know, you know what I realize? At, you know what I'm realizing? Yeah. I'm, and I'm 43. You know what I'm saying? And what I, what I realize is that the, the older I get, the more I value time, the more I value peace, right. the more I value, yeah. you know what I mean, people that, that are uh, for me. You know what I mean? The more I value family, especially right. my kids. You get what I'm saying? And the more things that I want to do, I want to find a way to make those happen. And I already know these people over here are gonna still gonna try to you know do what they do to stop me, but I don't I don't got used to it so much that it doesn't affect me the way it did in the past, right? right. It's, I, it's not. It's, I'm no longer on a what if they do say something, right. like, you know. So, well, let's be real. The learning never ends. Like right, not, right. That's a fact. You never stop learning. I'm still working on things, you know. Like, I still get peeved and emotionally triggered when I'm on Instagram. And somebody says something ignorant or something about right, 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 right. Um, so I, I have, I still have things to work on. I still have to like work on mine. You know, I'm not giving it an F. Right, I right. still have a lot to work, a lot of work to go on that. Um, the learning never ends, and the work doesn't stop. But eventually, you know, the, it it slows down a little bit. <laughs> Right, 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 right. I hear you. Let me ask you this. One of the questions we like to ask is on the grind live. Like, what do you feel like your definition of grind is? Um, when you're grinding or when you're on your grind, it's I see gears and I see myself squeezing through those gears and pushing forward, even though those gears are pushing you the other way, and you're just right powering through them and grinding through them so right, right. a long hard day of work with lots of hurdles lots of opposition lots of and you're just whether it's a day or you know a year a month a year a week month year or a decade 
that grind is just you squeezing through those gears yeah. to make it to your goal. That's a fact. Um, that's 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 good because a lot of a lot of times, you know, you some people when they're grinding, they run into those obstacles where they feel like, man, I've been grinding so hard, but I'm not where I want to be yet. You get that's what I'm saying? And I'm going to get there, right? Like they don't necessarily see the light at the end of the tunnel where they they're trying to get to, not understanding right. that it's the grind that's needed, the work that's necessary, right. the path and, that you're going through. And what you can say definitively is, well, you'll never know if you stop. Right. <laughs> right. That's a fact. Like if you quit, right. You'll you know that know. much, <laughs> yeah, you know, you quit it, but you quit right there. That's a, that's, 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 right. that's a uh, definite right there. But if you keep going, there's always a possibility. You you know, I've been hearing this a lot. You only got to be right once. So once you, once you get there, you know, it, it's pretty much, it's yeah, pretty I, much I, go from there. I think it's a, you know, life is a series of being right. It's a progression of small right. victories and successes that get you to certain places. Because remember, you move the goalpost yourself every time. Because right. one day you'll be one at one point, Shah, you told yourself, I'll be happy if I make this. Right. Right. But then once you made it there, you're like, eh, but what about? And it keeps going and right, going. Right, and now right. you're like, when does it end? You know? So I right. think I think that um you gotta also be mindful that you're moving the goalpost yourself. Right. You know. So you got uh, tonight, 10 p.m. Herbert Holler Freedom Party in Philly. That's right. What 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 can the people in Philly expect? Um, well, old school, classic, some two thousands, just fun, just connection. Right. You don't have a lot of people on their phones. There's no DJ worship. Nobody's like staring at me. Right. Unless they think I'm funny looking, which I don't blame them, but they, they, there's just people connecting and community. And that's what I've done. That's what I want every time I have a dance floor. And that's right. what this party was intended for. Right. Just to, to, to connect together, you know? Um, so people can spend, expect good people, good music, good fun and a good time without all the BS, without the attitude, right. without the weird, there's like weirdos these days that are like, they're just not there when they're there in front of you. It's like, right, they're right. just in, they're just, you know, it's like, you know, I've seen people, yeah, it's, they it just doesn't, right. that's not happening. What's happening is people are connecting in real time. And that is, there's nothing that will ever top that. Right. Right. That's a fact. That's yeah. a fact. History's repeating itself. You know, when you got people really communicating face to face and then, yeah. You know, not not staring at at the phones all the time. Yeah. Let me ask you this: Looking towards the future, do you have any specific goals or aspirations for your career in the music and entertainment industry? I would be lying if I said to you that it wasn't about the money. Okay. I want to I want to bring in more money. That's a That's fact. Something. Nothing wrong with that. <laughs> I have I got three kids, and none of them are dumb. They're all going to be going to expensive schools. <laughs> so, <laughs> I um, hear you. I got four. I understand you. I yeah, understand. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, oh, yeah, my yeah. gosh. And I started yes. over. My fourth one is kind of like a start over because I wow. have 17, 15, 14, and four. <laughs> so, wow. you know. Um, so, so, so I, I, I know. I know. I'd be lying if I said the money, but I think that contentment. When people ask, when they say, oh, I, I just want to be happy. And I'm like, 
Yeah, but happiness is an emotion that's fleeting. It, it goes away. Right, right, right. Even the Dalai Lama says it's your right to be happy, but I don't think the Dalai Lama meant all the time. Right, right, right. I don't want right. to be happy all the time. That's like weird and goofy. Like, hey, what's I mean, like, yeah, yeah. That's kind of weird. What I want to do is I want to be content or and satisfied, same thing. Because mm-hmm. that makes you at peace with whatever emotion is coming into you. Right. So my my goal is just to be so to be content. I feel like as I'm getting older, I'm experiencing more slowly. It's a trickle. I I'm experiencing more of those moments where I'm like, you know, sitting in the car with my family or at the house, you know, watching TV. And some I'm stopping. I'm like, and it's not good to do this often because you don't want to remove right. yourself. But I'm like, I'm like this is pretty awesome. Right, right, right. <laughs> and then right. I sort of check back in. Now you don't want to remove yourself and watch that do that to analyze the situation too, too often, often. Because right. it becomes Space a problem yeah, but, yeah yeah but i don't think there's anything wrong with like reminding yourself especially you know organically in these right. moments that you know like i just love this the color of my wardrobe and it the, the way the sun's coming in the window it just feels good and right more of that's happening to me lately it's not so much me like fighting. Oh, I just want this and this and this and this and ignoring everything that I have. I'm starting to very slowly appreciate the things that I have. And that's just, that's just the chef's kiss right there. Yeah. Cause, cause then you don't need much. Right, right, right. <laughs> you, know? you know, sometimes you get to a point where you don't really need much to, to be happy because you've already experienced everything else. You get what I'm yeah. saying? So, yeah. you know, listen, you, you, you got a website, herbertholler.com. Yeah. Let everybody know your Instagram. Herbert Holler. Any other social medias that you can you be uh, tagged on to? Um, just, you know, Instagram and Facebook um, are the places that, that you can see most of the what I do. Twitter is most of what I think. Eh, I, would, <laughs> I, would, I have a book that I wrote. I actually finished it over the pandemic. It's about my life leading up to being a dj and right. past um that's going to come out in 2024 i swear um the first draft is done i just i've had it developed now i have to work on the second draft and i'm not looking forward to doing more clank clank clanking away at the computer and the keyboard but that's coming right. out and that's really gonna it touches we touched on some of the things that's in the book but the book goes into a little more depth um what's the name of it it's you called well it's it? copywritten so i don't have to worry about anyone stealing the name but it's called okay. My son, the DJ. Okay, dope. So it's based on this thing that, like, you know, a proud parent in certain communities and, and maybe in most communities, when they introduce their, their, you know, a proud mother will be like, have you met my son, the DJ? Right. Have you met my son, the doctor? Right, That's right, what they'll right. say. So I, I kind of flip it. Right, call right. It the DJ. And it's sort of an echo of my own battle with what we spoke about first in this interview right 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 of of being the dj and not the doctor 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 right right not right. the having this abnormal career instead of the normal respected prestigious career right you know right. so yeah anything else you want to tell the people first let me shout out the <laughs> girl pr because she you know what I mean yes. she always sent me she always sent me the the, the the good people you know what I mean to talk to and anybody she sent me is always official so let me make sure I shout <laughs> her out but anybody else that you want to shout out um yes Nikki DJ Nikki good girl PR thank you so yes. much for the opportunity and for everything else 
Nikki is the more I do work in this industry and work hard and the more years I put in, the more I come across people who are really of integrity right. and of true value and true worth and don't cater to the voices and the gossips and that they just, they do what they know is right. And they stick to that. And I love these people and she's one of them. Right. That's a fact. I agree. I agree. Yeah. So shout out to her. Um, any of all of my parties that you can come to are on my website on the events tabs. Just go to the events and check them out. Saturday, I have a newer hip hop party I started that focuses on late 90s and 2000s. It's called Jams. It's back on Bleecker Street where I am with the old school party. That's brand new. It's doing well. Come by to that Saturday if you want. Um, gosh, I'm sure there's someone I need to shout out that I'm not. Man, well, they know you didn't forget about them. That's how I look at it. Like, listen, you know, because these are on the spot, you know, you usually think about them after the fact, you know what I'm saying? But, you know, just shout out to everybody that's been supporting, you know what I mean? Supporting on the grind live, Herbert Holler, you know, anything that you've been doing, you know, from day one. Um, Thank you. you know, and, and, and really just keep doing what you're doing. You know, I, I, I definitely been paying attention since, since Nikki pointed me your direction um and and you. you know trying to stay as focused as possible so thank you um you know and, and just keep doing it you know if i don't if you don't hear it a lot definitely proud of what you got going on thank and how your success and then just keep doing it you know thank you. Um, nice to, yeah nice yeah, to say that i appreciate it definitely definitely so i want you to have a great party tonight you know philly you know i'm i'm, I'm from brooklyn new york i'm in florida right now i live okay. in florida currently but um, I'm, you know, I, my, my parents live in Delaware, so I'm okay. always in the oh, Philly, okay. you know, Philly area too. You know, Atlantic there. City too then. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Okay. Right there, right there across that Delaware Memorial Bridge. Yeah. That's so it. right there. So I definitely, I definitely, um, I, I definitely have some roots there. So I, you know, keep doing your thing, man. And I appreciate you, you spending time with us. Thank um, you. and if y'all just tuning in, you, you it's kind of too late, but what I'll let you know is that we'll have this on our podcast, on our Spotify's, our Apples. And, you know, if you're on YouTube, shout out to everybody on YouTube right now. Um, it's playing. You can go replay this since we did this live. You know what I mean? So no shout out to everybody. Keep doing what you do. Herbert Holler, have a good show tonight, my G. Thanks. Keep doing what you're doing. Yeah, and, and come by and hang, swim in the pool. See the pool back there? Ah, the uh, Yeah. <laughs> All right, man. I'm going to talk to you. Enjoy the rest of your night, sir. You too. Thanks.